hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. Today we talk a lot about movies, but we also talk about John Morant and Kendrick Perkins. So it's going to be a good one and maybe a controversial one. Either way, we're going to have a great time. Let's get started. Hey, thank you guys for listening to the Church League Podcast. We're back. I'm here with Corey and James. It's been a little while. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. Um, I had some family stuff to take care of. We're good now. Yeah. So I'm ready to talk about all the sports. Well, life happens. It does. Spring break is currently happening, so my two kids are here. I told them the door's shut. If you need anything, don't come in unless the door's (laughs) open. If you need anything, don't need it. (laughs) Don't need it. But they're excited about being in the building for the podcast. That's exciting. I hope that... Little guest appearance. If they, if I see one of their faces in the door, I'm gonna laugh. Hey, speaking of seeing faces, this is a um, a total plug for my wife's um, MVP business. Oh gosh, she's at her conference in Orlando right now. They roll out Chase Briscoe's NASCAR MVP car, and it's all the faces of all the agents from MVP on it. No, and my wife's face is right at the Ford emblem on the front of the car. That's it's really sick. cool. I was kind of geeking out about it. Is and, it gonna um, be during a race? Yeah, during the race. So when he when he races with the MVP car, and he only does it certain races. My wife's going to be front and center on that car. Wow. Does that mean that it's gonna leading like, into victory. Is it going to get rubbed off faster? It might, of it might get works? smushed. I don't know, but it's there. And it's it's really cool. I mean, they it's have cool, a, a whole group of people just thrilled about yeah. it. So it was really that, cool. that fender will get ripped off in yeah. an accident. My I'm wife sure. is on a NASCAR car. It's going to be a live competition. So. That is pretty cool, actually. What race the weirdest is this thing? What? What, ra- what race? I'm not for sure which uh, one. Um, I was say, if there's a wreck, you should try to get that fender. That'd be pretty right. cool. Yeah. I was like, hey, no, no, no. My wife's well, it's face on, the on that. I should get it's that. It's on the hood. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, well, ironically, we're not really talking about NASCAR too much today, but no. we are. I mean, major stuff has happened in every sport, even at the college level. So we're gonna we're gonna hit a whole bunch of stuff today. Um, but I think it makes sense to start with some NFL things. I know that the season isn't happening, but a lot of stuff happens in the off season. Right. Um, some controversial things are happening with Lamar Jackson. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but Carr, Derek Carr. My man made it to the Saints. That's a good yeah. transition from NASCAR. NASCAR, Derek Carr. There we go. Yeah, well See? played. I set you up for that. Um, that thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but Derek Carr made it to the Saints. Um, question for you guys. Do you think that was a good pickup for the Saints or not? I do. I think they got some good weapons. Um, I mean, they needed a fresh start there with QB. Yeah. I, I think it sure. puts them at the top of their division. Mm-hmm. I don't think it puts them in a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like that question was asked on the radio yesterday while I was driving back from work, and it mm-hmm. said, Hey, do you think the Saints will get to a Super Bowl with Carr? I don't. I think they're going to be a good team. Yeah. Um, I think it really puts them in a position to make the playoffs. Um, but I don't know. I don't trust Derek Carr yet with the keys necessarily to a franchise. But right. um, I'd, I'd like to see it. I heard he's a great guy, he's a Christian man. Mm-hmm. Like he draws um, good energy, and Vegas was not really the place for that. So. No. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if the Saints are, but um, but he's there. So, but it does fast forward the market for some other players, some other franchises that are looking for a quarterback. Yeah, uh, I mean Aaron Rodgers. I'm assuming he's going to the Jets, maybe potentially. Yeah, Garoppolo's uh, going to be talked about again. You right. know, we got some players when when um, Jones got his contract that that takes paid. somebody off of the free agent market, and Lamar is tagged but not exclusive, which I think is very interesting. But. It is interesting and. <clears throat> you know, so Daniel Jones got paid, right? As a 
in my opinion, incredibly mediocre quarterback. Um, how much of that is Saquon Barkley? You, we had that bench start cut, and yeah. I said I'm cutting Saquon. Outrageous. I think the Giants are thinking the same lines is as far as value in their, I don't know, as value as far as where they're at in their career. The quarterback is more valuable than a running back who has two or three, four years maybe left, right? Probably two or three years left. So you can't pay the running back. You just can't pay the running back. Running backs get paid early and they don't get paid late. Yeah. Well, I think the contract in general, it seems like it's more of a uh, like a settling contract. You know, what else is really out there to go after? Right. That fits their scheme. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you can wait for the draft, but there's not. I mean, what you got. Caleb Williams from USC and, you know, a couple other guys. But, right. You know. Well, if it's their scheme, the Giants are kind of like the Packers. They do what they do, and their fans back them. Yeah. And so they don't reach mostly for for players. They try to the, the draft players well. And then, I mean, they stuck with Eli Manning when everyone thought, there's no way. And he won two Super Bowls with that organization. Their so their Bowls, defense, yeah. right. But if their defense can play, that's right. what they showed this year, that they could put it together. They're not that far away. They're closer to a Super Bowl, I think, than the Saints are. Um, well, and they're in the NFC East, so it doesn't take much to get to the top of that, you know. I mean, yeah, if, if you can get through the regular season, then I mean, they could trade for Derrick chance. Henry. The Titans are like, please, someone take him. I mean, like they I, seem pretty right? open. Another great running back who you why, probably why got two are they years to get left. rid of Henry. I think because they realize they got like maybe one good year of value in mm-hmm. him. And the Titans, as an organization, from the top down, yeah. is a mess, and they're going to reset. They're they're in the great reset. Their their quarterback yeah. isn't who their who, the, who their future is going to be, and if you can get anything for Henry, you do it. Yeah, I think he. I think the Titans are going to be bad for several years to come. Um, yeah, especially because they're trying to do this overhaul. If they get rid of Derrick Henry and maybe they get something out of it, but like I don't even know what that could possibly be. It's crazy to talk about because Derrick is Derrick Henry is the king. You know, like he is. Yeah, he is. He is the man. I just bought my son a Derrick Henry. Uh, Shirt for Christmas, so that's kind of junky. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> we can't even make it to the next hey, Christmas. <laughs> hey, it could have been worse. I just got we got our son a Tua Tungavaloa um, jersey. So yeah, he's, yeah, he should not play again. But he, I hope um, he does, man. I really want to see good stories to these guys, dude. That guy's a well, hanging I mean, away from a retirement. Like, yeah, I mean, the problem is, like, do we want to see him play again? Because one more concussion, and this dude is. I mean, he's a vegetable. Aren't there jersey insurance programs like literally you can buy from certain companies and if they get traded? Probably they give you. I think there are. That would make a lot of sense. They give you like some kind of discount on your next one. Or that'd be cool though to have that. I mean, like, because he only played for what two, three seasons. The good thing about the Titans Henry jerseys, that's the one that's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, for sure. We did. We got him the green one, like the green camo one. It's pretty. It's pretty. Oh, yeah, that's That's awesome. That's cool. But you know, that's going to be the iconic jersey for him. Yeah. Does Lamar Jackson make the Hall of Fame? If he stopped his career now, does he make a Hall Stops of Fame? Stops it now? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. How many one-time MVPs are in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I mean, but, like, he wants, what, $250 million guaranteed, which is why he gets an unguaranteed franchise tag. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not paying him $250 million guaranteed. Right. I'm not, I cannot guarantee that contract. No. He's, he's too injury-prone. How many games has he played in the last two seasons? But if you look at his QBR compared to Murray – um, Deshaun Watson, um, all these players that are above him that have gotten paid. Sure, he's much better. Well, I would so agree. he deserves to get paid. I don't know if he deserves to get paid Deshaun Watson money because that's insane. And right. the Browns did 
did everyone a disservice. I can't believe the owners let that happen I because know. it really messes everybody up yeah. and the schedule of payments for sure. Um, Lamar is his own agent as well. So it's, it's, I'm not saying he's not good. Yeah. I just think that he needs to maybe lower the expectations for himself. In this quarterback market? Yeah. It's him or Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over, right, over Lamar but Jackson. But somebody's going to pay one of those two guys or both of those guys to play yeah. if they want to win a Super Bowl. I, I agree. And um, it may have to be the Ravens, but they're, they're saying no with the franchise tag. But the non-exclusive means, all right, somebody else wants to come dance, we're going to let him in. Yeah. I so. mean, I hope he goes somewhere that really fits – he finds a good system and it works for him. I'll take him with the Colts. Um, yeah, but I think you guys are getting CJ Shroud. Yeah, I hope um, not. I apparently he passes the eye test. We'll talk about Kendrick Perkins later, but like, mm. um, <laughs> uh, moving on to the MLB. Um, obviously, the World Baseball Classic is currently happening. There are two games happening right now as yeah. we're recording this. Um, but what I'm excited about as a Cardinals fan and as a baseball fan is that Adam Wainwright um, takes the mound for as the starting pitcher for Team USA tomorrow at 9 So you just, you just you got go. ahead of me by nose on biggest homer on the podcast 100%. with that comment. Listen, <laughs> he's the oldest guy on the team, um, and the fact that he's starting for Team USA in the first game of the World That's Baseball awesome. Classic is super yeah. cool. How long does he go for? Uh, five and a half. So you what team? So? What team do you have in the World Baseball Classic? Team USA. Okay. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to bet against Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, what, the uh, Dominican team. Paul as far as the bats, the Dominican team looks crazy. Oh, they look great. Um, but I mean, I think the yet again, Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Right. Not too shabby. Yeah. But I will say, like, I, I mean, it could it'll it could go either way. I think Dominican. Some of these other teams play harder in the World Baseball Classic because it mean more means more to them sure. than American teams. Um, well, you know what's funny is I'm hit, I'm looking at the schedule for the World ba- Baseball Classic and they're really testing you on your flag knowledge here because they didn't even have words. It's just little <laughs> icons of the flag. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. Who's you feel like who? you're in a middle school geography <laughs> <Yeah>. test. <laughs> we play Great Britain first <laughs> tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern. I love that comment. Check That's it out. Great. Yeah, <laughs> I know what my Dominican flag looks like, and I know it. Um, it has scripture quoted on it, so okay, they're a good okay. country. Um, that's that's my my son's home country. He's excited actually. for the Dominican nice. that's team. An interesting yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, well, some of the rules that are happening in spring training right now, like some of the rules that have happened that were implemented, or mm-hmm. now there's we're getting some more clarity thanks to Max Scherzer and his antics, which I appreciate as a pitcher. I think that that's cool. Um, but you know, th- there's. The batter has eight seconds to get ready in the box to hit the ball. Like he has to, you know, be ready to hit according to the umpire. He has to be making eye contact with the pitcher, right? And like so, he has to be. They said he has to be engaging the right. player, which so is very be, interesting. And so the the pitch, subjective, by the way, the pitcher has fifteen seconds with nobody on base and twenty with somebody on base, I believe. Yeah. And so they have more time. Max Scherzer was basically getting up there, waiting for them to get set, and then he would just hold it and hold it and hold it and hold it until you know the last second. We'll wait for the batter to call timeout. You only get one timeout now during your entire at bat. Mm-hmm. So they'd call that time, and then as soon as they got set, he would pitch. And so now we had there had to be this clarity with what's a you know is that considered a quick pitch? Like does, because he doesn't have to wait any specific amount of time because they can take that timeout. And what Scherzer was doing was while they were in their timeout, he was on the mound ready to pitch. Yeah. And so it was, and as soon as they got set, boom. 
And so now they're they're having to decide if he's quick pitching. And so they there was some you know uh, so there are mixed reviews. People are they, I think there are people that either really enjoy it because it is speeding up the game. I mean, we had multiple game. We've had several games under the two and uh, under the two hour forty five minute mark in spring training. That's a big deal. Yeah, uh, that that's gonna make. Yeah, that's, that's gonna a make, huge difference. Make baseball a lot easier right. to watch. Um, I don't know if it's gonna make it that much easier to watch, but it does create some conflict between pitchers and catchers and batters, and I think it allows pitchers and catchers to take advantage of the batter more than the batters taking advantage of the pitcher. Right. Like I think waiting and kind of con time and, and doing all those antics for a batter can get the pitcher out of their groove, but yeah. now they can control that narrative a lot more. Well, it's a little cat and mouse game. I mean, yeah, and you're, ch- you're changing rules, so there's gonna be people that are gonna push, you know, push the the buttons to see you know how far can i go on certain situations um, i'm a fan i like the rules i i want the game to be sped up i think that's that's one of the thing that's one of the big reasons why people don't watch baseball yeah it just takes too long and for some it's super boring to sit there and have you know timeouts have a batter every time they step out fix their gloves i mean every single pitch just took too long yeah um I will say I think there is some some validity to some people saying, hey, maybe we don't have those rules in the ninth inning or in extra innings or and this one I'm not necessarily a big fan of. But the postseason, um, I think they should absolutely be implemented in the postseason. Yeah. I think that makes the That's, postseason even better. Yeah, um, I want to see a batter get mad at a pitcher and there there be some back and forth. I think most professional sports have gotten a little too soft. Yeah. And like I want to see um, maybe pick up some new rivalries that weren't there. You know? Yes, who is yeah. the Kansas City guy that like ran out of the dugout and like charged an umpire or a pitcher? What was his name? George Brett. George Brett. George Hall of Famer. George Brett. Incredible. I mean, I want to I mean, see. I want to see. Is that more for of a that. corked bat though? It was. Yeah, a, yeah. It was a corked bat. But I mean, like that's that's the stuff that like I want to see somebody so roid raged that they cannot handle themselves. You want you want steroids back in yes, baseball? Yes, I want steroids in baseball. It's an <laughs> entertainment business. I want to see the best of the best and if steroids does You know what? I've I've had that conversation with many people cuz I agree. Yeah. If they get paid that much money and they and that's what they want to that's what they decide to do and you've been playing your whole life and that's, you know, that's your decision. Yeah. It's you get there's effects that are going to be long lasting, but mm-hmm. it's entertainment. Yes. You're going to get paid billions of dollars. You better be a little bit stronger than the next guy. Right. And it is I mean, and I don't know there's gonna be a lot of people that hate that take, but like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I want to be entertained. I want to see. I want to see pitchers throwing like 110. You, you're you're there for the being in the Coliseum. Yeah. You want to see them? Yes. It's like Roman times. You're Roman in the Roman That's Coliseum. What I'm, I, well, I mean, what else? So, I mean, is that not entertaining? Was the most entertaining times in baseball is when. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa are crushing the ball on a regular basis. Just roided up. Or Barry just Bonds hitting, right. hitting 73 home runs. No, like, for, I mean, me, like, for me, McGuire, Sosa saved baseball. Yeah. I was done after the um, the strike. The Reds were good. The Expos were um, they were first place. You had right. these teams that yeah. really got messed over, and then you lost an organization with the Expos. Mm-hmm. The Reds have been you know, mediocre ever since. And, yeah. And um, but they came McGuire and Sosa come back and they basically save baseball with that kind of mm-hmm. um, entertainment. So they say baseball, baseball knows it. They, but they then save they baseball, don't own but it. they won't give them any credit. Right? Yeah. Absolutely not. I think with some of the rule changes, interesting. Manny Machado said, "Hey, I'm going to be down 0-1 a lot." Yeah. He comes in. He has a lot of things that he does, and he got uh, he got in with eight seconds, but he was looking up. And the ump calls him for not making eye contact. Yeah. He calls a one strike, right? And he's like, man, that's, that's, a, that's quick. Yeah. And for the umpire behind you to be able to know if you're making – I mean, that's 
it's crazy. It's a lot of subjective stuff. It's gonna be the tough. shift is already being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. They're just shifting outfielders yeah. and the infielders, and it actually makes the shift harder, I think, for players to hit yeah. opposite field. Yep. Um, the, so Joey Gallo, they're already they're already putting the shift to him. So glad um, with uh, with so the center glad. field fielder coming down and playing the rover spot, you know, yep. shallow right. Um, so I think that's interesting for sure. There's already been a, um, a spring training game, the Red Sox and Braves, that was decided on a pitch count clock. Yeah. Walk off. Oh, so the play the the batter got in in the eight seconds, but he wasn't engaging the pitcher. Mm-hmm. The catcher is standing up, and the pitcher isn't even ready to pitch. Yeah. And the ump calls the third strike. And the game ends like that. Bases loaded. Nuts. Like that to me ruins the game if that's in the World Series. Now they're not gonna let that happen. So I'm glad they're working it out now when they're in spring training. Yeah. But that's ridiculous. Wait, say imagine you like take your family on a vacation to go watch one of these games and that's how it ends. You yeah, know, it's like Or what? imagine you're that player in spring training who's dedicated your life to getting to that point to to be have a chance to win the game and it's taken away because you weren't making eye contact with a pitcher who wasn't ready to pitch and the catcher standing up. I mean, with the catcher standing up, you're going to be looking back to see what's going on. Yeah. You're trying to be aware in the box. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of. I mean, there's going to be, there's definitely going to be adjustments. I think, I think that at some point, you know, some of these rules are going to be, I mean, it's what spring training is for is to see these rules put into place, have umpires call them the way that the rule is written out. And then when they realize, oh, this is probably not the best, we can make little, we can make changes and tweaks. I think that will happen, and and then eventually there'll be, you know, people are gonna, not everybody's ever gonna be happy about everything, right? Um, but I do think, like, I think if there's eight seconds for the batter, there should be eight seconds at least for the catcher. Um, yeah, I think the catcher should be in place. That makes sense. It's hard. Um, Could you imagine being that catcher and having to be in in the ready position? It's tough. It's tough, but I, you know, so like I like I'm an Adam Wainwright guy, and he likes to pitch fast. I mean, he doesn't take a whole lot of right. time in between pitches, and so, you know, I, you know, that's what I, I mean. I appreciate. I watched Chris Carpenter do the same thing. I mean, like that is a, I think that's how the game should be played, but like people do it differently, and so yeah. I'm yeah. not going to argue with a a professional. I guess I do appreciate baseball trying to value the entertainment side of it yeah, and trying to speed the game up because they know that's one of the rubs for people. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is some of the rules have got them in a position where fans are done and yeah. they're making more rules to try to fix that, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to help. Right. So you have to value the players and value the stories. And if you're not doing that first, the rules and the stats don't do a lot for most fans, yeah. especially new fans. Because we're in a society where you got two or three seconds to really captivate somebody. Yeah. And that's why these um, minor league teams are doing such a good job because they're captivating you with the uniforms and the antics and the things. And Major League Baseball is kind of boring. Well, which is why people like the NBA so much. Yes. They do such a great job of connecting you to players, mm-hmm. connecting you to organizations, and it becoming a very personal thing. Yeah. Um, do you think they're taking entertainment too far? The NBA? Yeah. Um, no. I mean, I, no. Okay. I think they do it better than everybody else. And so I can't say that they're taking it too far when, I mean, like, I appreciate it. Right. I, I think that they do enough. I, maybe at, at moments I'm like, okay. Their um, players seem way more accessible. <laughs> yeah. Their stories, their, yeah. their, their social media presence, all that just seems so like you're in it with them. It seems it's there's weird. also a lot less, uh, there's a lot less unwritten rules. And it's also a sport that I think 
more people play. Well, the, in the last week or so, the NBA needs to do something to rein some of that in, the unwritten yeah. rules, because they need to kind of give the players a little more structure on how you manage your personal life and of course. your public life. John Morant. John Morant, right? I mean, he is, he is one of the top players. He is the face of the league, new shoe deals, all those different things. And he's in a club after a game in Colorado showing a gun on social media. Yep. 5 a.m. with no an shirt alleged, on. An alleged like gun. So it could have been a water pistol. It was a gun. All right, didn't, so. he, didn't he like put it to his head as well? He, he kinda, had it like up, yeah, he had it like up next to his temple. Not like he was pointing at himself, but it was like up next to his it's, face. It's not the first time he's had this type of incident. Right. Um, and Shaq made a comment about, hey, you're an athlete, not a rapper. You know, so yeah. like yeah. how you're trying to entertain or become famous. Mm-hmm. You don't need that. Yeah. I mean, you were talking mi- hundreds of millions of dollars, this player is. Right. Is gonna have in his career? Well, and w- why does he even need a gun on him? You were like one of the faces of the NBA. Like, who's coming at you it's like a, that? Where I, you need? I think it's the Memphis vibe. It's a cultural he's thing. Trying to okay. I he's think I, to, I, that's my assumption. Like, I'm assuming that he's trying to culturally fit into what the Grizzlies are creating, and that's this tough bad boy mentality. Right. And it's unfortunate. I'm not saying that you know maybe that's not the culture that he grew up in because I don't really know. Isn't he from South Carolina? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. He and you know he played for Murray State. Got picked up in an auxiliary gym during. Yeah. I mean, like he had assistant coach looking for a bag of chips. Founding. So, so, so like, like I, it's a great story. I get it. He has a chip on his shoulder. Like he's trying. He's got a lot. He feels like he probably still needs to prove. Um, they talk a whole lot of trash for a team that hasn't done a whole lot of winning. Right. Um, I would say it's maybe not. Fully, him responding to the the Memphis Grizzlies culture, even the Memphis culture, it, it, that's a, he has surrounded himself with some people that probably aren't good for him. I would agree. I mean, his his his, his dad. You want family around, but there's some really big personalities that are around him all the time. Yeah. So he's going to have to have some people that are better than that to kind of keep him well, balanced. That's the one that got into it with Shannon Sharp, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But then if you look at Dylan and Brooks and some of these guys, I watched the game last night against the Warriors. They hate the Warriors. Yeah, they do. Dylan's running around just trying to start stuff. He's mm-hmm. talking trash to Curry all game long. And I'm like, I get it. Curry's a little older. You had a better game. Curry's got four rings, dude. You're not close. You're your not going to get in Curry's head. No. Right. And then Draymond beforehand on a podcast is talking about if you're if you're relying on Dylan Brooks to take you to a championship, you're not going to get there. Yeah. And he's right. He's correct. Now he talks trash too. Yep. And um, then last night, you know, I mean, it, he pushed him to the edge. I mean, he's he's in his face. I think um, Draymond has the ball in his face. Yep. It looks like it could get into a fight. You think, man, I hope both players can be smart enough not to hit yeah. each other. But that's what they that's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. But Memphis is pushing that edge. They need to. Dr- someone needs to say, "Hey, John Morant, you're not the guy for that." That's Ron Artest. That's Dennis Rodman. That's you know, you've got players yeah. for that. Dylan One of the Brooks, older, rougher guys. Right. Yeah. You're going to be that role. You're going to be that Bill Ambier, right? That comes in and just roughs people up. You're not the star of this team. Yeah. So John Morant, stay above that. Don't get in the fray. You know, don't put yourself yeah. in a position where you're out for weeks and let Dylan Brooks be that guy because that's all he's ever going to be in the league. Yep. Honestly, I think they, there, there needs to be some type of severe punishment for him because it, it, if you don't, like, you're just showing the younger generation that that's acceptable for you to. Yeah. Well, the NBA is in a tough spot because legally he may not have done anything wrong, right? So they're not pressing charges. Is right. brandishing a firearm not a legal illegal thing? It depends. Does he have uh, does he have a license to carry, right? Is he in a in a building? In a building, right? What's the what's the scenario, right? So the gun yeah. laws and I'm not trying to upset any of our um, right to bear arms activists like you well, know, no, that's we a have, that's a different situation. Right, right, it is. And it, but people 
It's so polarizing right now that that's the thing that he needs to understand. Mm-hmm. Right? He's not doing either side of the conversation any good right. by being reckless, right? And recklessness in, in sports has been an issue. In the NFL, Major League Baseball, you talk to the NBA, just making poor choices. Yeah. And so um, Henry Ruggs for the, the, the Raiders, right? Yeah. He's driving too fast. He's under the influence. He ends up killing somebody, and he's in jail, and he's never going to play football again, yeah. right? That's not too far removed from the kind of behavior we're seeing from John Moran. Well, he also, I mean, like, this is all after the fact that he was accused of, like, pushing this 17-year-old kid, like, slapped him in the face. Right. Like, I mean, it's not like he has a phenomenal track record recently. Yeah. Um, and... The fame, is the, the fame getting to his yeah, head? Yeah, maybe. I mean, and I really, like, I just, it's one of those things where you could, you wish you could just, like, grab him by his shoulders and be like, listen, can you just pay attention? Because be, be, be intelligent. you worked so hard to get here, and you're about to just right. throw it all I away. I really want to cheer for him. Yeah. Like, Murray State, like, I know where that is. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Bible, Western Kentucky Youth Camp, I spent over 10 years being a counselor there just down the street. So I know yeah. that community, and I'm excited for that, and I want to see him come from an auxiliary gym and end up being an MVP, right? And I want to see Dylan Brooks be that guy who makes poor choices, and you're like, I'm not surprised by that, but someone protect John Morant. Now, I don't want to see Dylan Brooks make bad choices, but some people are going to do that, and you know who those people are on your team. So how do you create an environment that protects him better? I don't know if Memphis is that. I don't know if it's the organization or the coach that's responsible for that. I bet Steve Kerr or, you know, you you name some of these coaches that are out there that have been – what did um, what did Phil Jackson do with Dennis Rodman? He understood Rodman was going to disappear. Yeah, and he's like, you know, when you need to be back, and he had different rules for him. Yeah, but they worked, and that, because that worked, the team worked, right? So Memphis needs to set up some rules that work for that team. Yeah, is but he, they're dangerous. Is they're he dangerous. doing the same thing if he plays for the Jazz? No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think I mean, so. I don't think so. Yeah, the city may have a lot to do with it. Yeah, um, which is, you know. Is a controversial take for some people. Um, well, it's true, I mean, though, right? But, I mean, the the culture that Memphis has decided to give um, or show right. hasn't necessarily been the greatest. Yeah. Um, now that doesn't mean there aren't bright spots. Doesn't mean that the city as a whole isn't that great. However, as someone who has been there multiple times, right? Like, you know, it, it has it has a reputation that it has. For a reason. Yeah. Um, Which is unfortunate because I think he could be an advocate for change in that. Yes. And he's not. And maybe he, maybe that's not who he is, right? I'm not a role model is what Barkley would say, right? But, man, it's bigger than the game. Yep. And, and he knows that. I think, I think at his heart he knows that. But it's tough. It's he, tough to he not needs be to go who spend you are. more time at St. Jude's in Memphis. Just turn right. around. Go to St. Jude's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, somebody else who I think – you know, keeping with, you know, NBA storylines, someone else who I think needs sort of a reality check is Kendrick Perkins. Um, You know, if you don't know at this point, more recently, Kendrick Perkins made a statement um, on ESPN. I can't remember what show it was, but basically he said um, since 1990, and he was very intentional about the stats that he chose um, so that he could relay a very specific point and Mm -hmm. this isn't my opinion this is exactly what he has stated and other individuals who are close to him have stated so so he said since 1990 there have been three individuals who have won mvp who were not top 10 in scoring that season it was steve nash 
Dirk Nowitzki, and Nikola Jokic. And he then followed that statement up by saying, what do all of those three individuals have in common? He's talking to Stephen A. Smith at this point. Right. And so Stephen A. didn't respond immediately. And so Kendrick was like, well, I'm just going to let that let that marinate and you think about it. And so he was obviously alluding to the fact that those three individuals are white. That's what he was saying. Not that they're Hall of Famers. Not that they're, no. Not, not, <laughs> not, that, not, that, not that the Dirk Nowitzki and, you know, Steve Nash, Hall of Fame, whatever. They're all international players it's, as well. It's like, right. It, it, is, <laughs> it is the fact that they were white. Yeah, and right. so he then went on to talk about how the, the voters for the NBA MVP are predominantly white and how that's why these individuals are getting MVP. Because he doesn't like, he, he's not a fan of Jokic's game. And he sure. made that very, very clear. This is also the guy that said that Steph Curry was washed two years ago. So, like, it's not like Kendrick Perkins has great takes in general. You don't have a leg to stand on right now. But <laughs> it is interesting that ESPN had to come back and recant his statement on the voting process um, and the divi- the di- diversity of the individuals who do vote. Right. Um, and that's one, I appreciate ESPN doing that yeah. because they didn't have to, but... I'm glad they covered themselves because I think they should have. Because yeah. it's more than just writers, right? Correct. It's coaches. Players have a say as well. Absolutely. So it's much more diverse than what he projected. Out. Yes. Yeah. And and he conveniently started in 1990 because in 88 and 89, the individual who won MVP, who what also didn't have top 10 in um, scoring, would have been Magic Johnson. Right. So it's convenient that you leave things out like that. Well, that's the thing about stats is yeah. you can find – Of course. You can find stats to kind of do anything. And, and on, on that show with Stephen A. Smith, you know, you're trying to sort of shock. That's the right. whole point. I, I turn off my TV oftentimes when it's screaming and, and shock value is prioritized over over common sense. Just a show of hot takes. Yeah, I think those three players were trendsetters. Yeah. Um, I think that's what it takes, really, to be an MVP. Yep. Jokic may not get the MVP, even though he's the best player, because his team is better than some other teams, and because we've seen it before. Well, I think if you look at stats, and I'm a stats guy, so I think that I'm going to want to throw these out there. Um, and there's, I'm going to talk about three players who I think are in the top three of MVP, the MVP race, which is Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at Giannis's stats right now, um, he's looking at 31.2 points per game, 11.9, basically 12 rebounds, basically 31 points, and then five and a half assists a game. Yeah. Um, at 28% from three, 53% um, just regular field percentage. 28% from three is pretty good for him. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, who Joel Embiid, who I think his stats are a little bit better, he's at 33 points a game, but basically 10 rebounds and four assists, 53% from the floor. Um, pretty solid. Pretty solid. Um, then you got Jokic, who is basically 25 points a game, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. It's a triple-double. 63% from yeah. the floor and 40% from three. So, like, Russell Westbrook, the year that he averaged a triple-double, the first time to do it since Oscar Robinson, mm-hmm. like, people lost their minds. Right. Like, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is never going to happen ever again. Well, it's already happened twice since then. Yeah. But, I mean... My dude is seven feet tall. Right. And he's the leader and the best player on his team, and they're one of the best teams in the NBA. Yeah. And he's, he's averaging a triple-double shooting 40% from three. So what we're That's seeing crazy. since 1990 is the NBA is valuing assists and rebounds more than just yes. scoring. And overall players who are good at all fronts mm-hmm. um, 
are are more valuable than just people who can score. And oftentimes, people who can score are on teams that are losing. Yeah. So um, you got uh, college basketball. We're going to talk about Antoine Davis. Yeah. Right, and and getting toward Pete Maravich's record. You know, so it wasn't really in a competitive scenario sometimes, right? And so the NBA understands now that all players are becoming more competitive, and you see these um, international players, those three that yeah. were mentioned by Perkins, the international market is becoming better than the U.S. market. Absolutely. And because they're valuing rebounding, passing, and scoring and being holistically better basketball players than just a one-trick well, pony. Luca said that it's easier for him to score in the NBA than it is in European leagues. Yeah. And um, that's what he feels? That's what he said, yeah. Okay. He said it's easier for him to score here. Now, that's well, they, obviously... they play rougher, strong. don't they? They, I mean, they? they also play pretty... They normally play with two big men. So the, the paint isn't an option. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, it's a more spaced out. I mean, you can say all that, and then you, you know, you we watch the Olympics and. Yeah. Well, I'll say um, Nikola Jokic is a he's a wonderful passer. He makes some beautiful passes. Yes. So it's not like he's just passing it and getting a, an easy assist. Mm-hmm. He's over the shoulder. He's making some passes across court. He is a he has great vision. Things that it's Kendrick incredible. Perkins could never do in his career. Right. Um. He is Kendrick Perkins is a great example, and I said this before is a, is a great example of. Yes, he played in the NBA. No, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. And that yeah. doesn't necessarily that doesn't always coincide. Just because you play in the NBA doesn't mean you necessarily have this great basketball mind. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins was is like six eleven, you know, two ninety or something like that. Mm-hmm. He, big wide shoulders. Of right. course, he's going to be able to dominate the paint for some individuals. He was one of those players that was there for a presence, Correct. there to kind of keep things. Um, keep your players safe and have an edge. Yep. Um, he does his work. He really puts in the research. I'm watching him all the time on some different shows. He really does a good job of kind of providing takes. But in that case with Stephen A. Smith, they're not working hard to provide a take. No, they're race baiting oftentimes on some of those shows. Max Kellerman and Stephen A. were the worst. Oh, Max so, Kellerman's I sorry, I don't want to talk specifically about people, but he is he is he is bad about just throwing out hot takes and just. Yeah pulling the pin on a grenade but if he started by saying he doesn't like his game just because whatever it is it's not flashy or you know whatever right. why do you even have to throw in the other situation like you yeah. can just leave I don't, I don't like the way he plays yeah for listens for right. for yeah. conversation yeah, it's, yeah. it's for views i mean it's which to some extent i get like i have our thumbnail and i create our title for each episode so it's catchier than normal but right. i also am not intentionally race baiting yeah uh, which he clearly was doing, right? Um, which is already a, a touchy subject in today's times, you know. I mean, right. I mean, and it, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, you know what else is unfortunate? Kevin Durant's ankle injury. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> it looked fake. I mean, it was, first off, layup line. Not I'm, saying that it didn't happen, but it looked it was so extreme that it just didn't seem like dude, it could the happen. The side of his injury. ankle touched the ground. That looks like something I could do in a layup line, but <laughs> <laughs> it was the most like middle school B team basketball thing I have ever seen. Uh. Like a like roll your ankle hardcore in a layup line, Kevin Durant. First off, whoa, it, man, layup, it was just by himself. Kevin Durant, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. You rolled your ankle in a layup. Line, get out of here! For you're seven feet tall. Why are you doing layups anyway? Like, stop s- missing so many games. Stop. stop missing so many leg days. Yeah. This is right. Oh my gosh, <laughs> got man. the little like, chicken legs. Hey, he is great. I'm not. I can't no, talk. He's, obviously, he's fantastic. <laughs> but like, the reality is, you got to stay healthy to be fantastic. Right. And then that's that's the that's the bad part about him. I, I I don't feel bad for him because he has tried to put himself in some very advantageous situations Absolutely. through trades. Mm-hmm. But now he has to stay healthy, and it's just sad to see players that are great get hurt. Yeah, and then 
you know, I don't know what his story is going to end up being. I think he's going to be fine, but it's it well, is these sad. injuries are a common theme. I saw something yesterday. It said uh, he hasn't played more than fifty-five games since was it two thousand eighteen? Yes, starting wow. with the Achilles injury and just all yeah. types of. If you didn't hear that, that was James' notebook. Yeah, I, I love, love it. it. He has it's leather bound. You know, well, Roman so has his computer, good. and I have like a napkin scribbled with some stuff. <laughs> James has a notebook, and he is he is he's doing work. I appreciate um, it. Speaking of individuals, players getting hurt, um, Pistol Pete's son's feelings got hurt. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, and the, the reality is Antoine Davis, um, three points short in what could potentially be the last game of his career. Right. And so his stat line, he went seven for 26 from the field. That's disgusting. Four from 16 from three-point range. So, I mean. He tried real hard. And they, they did. And he wasn't the only one scoring. I was watching it. I mean, I couldn't. You had to have an ESPN Plus, so I'm cheap. So I didn't have it. But I was watching the stat line. And, yep. and it was interesting. I'm thinking, man, this is a big story. And he's he's within five points. He's got plenty of time to do it. And he just can't hit a shot at the end of the game. Yeah. Just sad. Um, post game interview, you know, he was obviously going for it. Uh, Mike Davis was there with him, his dad, and they're walking through talking about it. And then w- I come back in the office the next day, and we were talking about it, you and I, Roman. And you said, "Hey, you know, they're not a 500 team, so they're not going to get in the NIT or any tournament unless what is it, the CB- CBI CBI gives them an invite and they pay to play." Yep. And I that blew my mind. I thought, hold on, he could get a pay to play tournament game and win and win the, and beat the record yep. and could so, break the record in. Two minutes. So is that what uh, Maravich's son's upset about? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, that it's the pay-to-play situation is what he's mad not about. Not the fifth-year eligibility that... Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, the reality is is that even if this does this CBI thing does go through and he does break it, his name's going to be up there, but it might as well have an asterisk next yeah. to it because what... Pistol Pete did this in three years at LSU? Yeah. That's nuts. First off, I can't even imagine that. I saw another stat that was like um, he played... 83 games is what it took. Yeah, so if you took, I think what I saw was if you took eighty three, the last eighty three games, like the highest total in the past two seasons, it still wouldn't add up to the amount of points that Pistol Pete had in his three year. It's forty four point two points a game. Yeah, if you took all the top scores from so many compiled seasons of every game and put them together, he's he's still he's still the. Top. I mean, That's what he man. did in That's three great. seasons is insane. But when you look at stats only, and that's why you know. I don't know. That's why all sports are kind of difficult. If you don't look at the personalities or what they did in the culture or yeah. the t- time period, you miss out on some things of who's the greatest of all time. Pete Maravich is, well, I said it a few weeks ago, he's one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Mm-hmm. But college, he is the greatest. Yeah, I mean, that's sure. insane. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, but n- no three-point line, no shot clock. Like, I, mean, I, w- it's I wish his son was a little more confident in that, the, those stats over those three years to say, hey, whatever this kid's going to do in a pay-for-play tournament is still not going to overshadow right. the greatness of my father. Right. Um, you know, what else? who else isn't going to be overshadowed? Jim Beheim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I almost said Rip. He's not dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the program may be. But the program, I mean, Syracuse is not like it's been some powerhouse while he's been there. But I will say for 47 years, they've been relevant. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think 35 of these years they've been in the tournament. That's impressive. And, th- and they're the only school that keeps the zone relative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. Everyone um, knows it's coming. And, I mean, Indiana was there one year. We, we were up against Syracuse. Syracuse made one of those late runs in the season and got in the tournament and then got hot. And you're like, all right, they're coming with the zone. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't do anything about it. No. So, Bayheim's a great, great coach. Yeah. And for the most part, ran a clean program. Yeah. I mean, um, the Carmelo Anthony year, they were able to win a national championship. 
87, they were not. Keith well, Smart you, hit the shot, baby, and that was it. Oh well, they did. Uh, what is it? They had 100, 101 wins taken from them from that uh, 04 to 07 violation situation. Right. Well, and when you talk about NCAA violations, I don't even know what to think about that anymore. Because what used to be a big deal isn't isn't even a rule that would be broken these days. Yeah. And um, the violations paying players. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah so like now that's not now even it doesn't. A rule. Yeah. Are they yeah. going to get those? How do you think you got Carmelo back? Anthony? I yeah. Mean. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, the reality is, I mean, you look at any program that gets some top tier, outrageous talent. Yeah. That isn't that potentially isn't Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, like. There's probably been money involved. Yeah. Um, well, Shaq and Barkley were joking about it on TNT set one day about their first cars being. Yeah. And they were thanking the people who paid for those cars behind the scenes, you know. And, and now they can do that, which is good. I'm glad they can kind of let that go. Right. But we all knew it was the real thing. And I don't know. They're going to give wins back. I think Louisville tried to get uh, their banner hung again, yeah, and they, they, did. they that's not necessarily for paying players. They're paying other uh, people. <laughs> but, We'll yes. kind of leave that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there are some things that I think are detestable that don't need to be involved in, in what's going on. But um, some of these rules, I think Indiana really got hit with Kelvin Sampson for too many text messages and things like that. And Yeah. Man, come on. It's, it's weird. It, ru- it ruins a program. We're still struggling because of those type of things. Now, you've got to play within the rules that are set, so I don't, I'm not making any kind of um, – I'm not saying it was okay to break the rules. But the NCAA just needs to establish rules that are going to last. I would agree with that statement. With those, like, how many? Did you say 100 and how many? 101 wins. Does that put him? Um, is he? Did that put him out of the top 10? In oh, oh my gosh, he's got over a thousand. He's got yeah, he's got 1,015 yeah. and 441 losses. That's an impressive record. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, now, that's that's a lot of wins, but they only have five Final Fours yeah, and go. one national championship. Yeah. So that's a lot of wins, but like you're flirting with the third, you know, the second, third round each time. And I mean, that's you know, that's great. Yeah. But. So you get like Izzo is Final Four machine. Now um, they and what? How yeah. many Michigan State? Do they have one or two. But ultimately, like, what is a Final Four without a championship? Like y- you got far, but Shoot. you didn't. I'll take it. I mean. So that's right. like an everybody gets a trophy kind of thing. It is interesting. In 47 years of coaching, you only make that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, it's not like the tournament is easy, but yeah. I mean, I mean, I just realized that Shashevsky only has 1,200 and two wins. Yeah. And so it's not like Beheim. Like, man. The interesting yeah. part is they did the post game interview. He sort of did his speech the Saturday before the tournament. Yeah. And they lose, and he, they were like, hey, are you retired? And he said, if the school, it's the school's decision. And so some of these coaches, Calipari, Babeheim, Shashevsky, I even think before he retired, yeah. they kind of were able to make the call, but it sounded like the university made the call on this because it seemed like Bayham was okay to continue to coach. Yeah. So there was some behind-the-scenes talk, and maybe he kind of stepped on that line. I, got, I mean, maybe. And maybe he steps into another role, or maybe he just – you know, rides off into the sunset. I don't know. Or is is it a topic because he didn't get his, uh, you know, end of the season parade? Like, you know, he got right. Oh yeah. It, I, I think it's interesting. You get you get coaches at his age where their their sons are going through the program. He's like seventy eight. McCaffrey, um, in oh. at Iowa, his sons are going through the program. Shashevsky's got. I mean, uh, Bayham's had so many sons through the program. Did Shashevsky have a kid go through right at the end of his? Uh, I don't know. It was a son. It might have been like a, uh, a grandson. <laughs> yeah, maybe. A nephew or something. But Bayhams kids went through, and then it's like, what are you still coaching for at that point? And I think the game's right. changed so much for some of these coaches that recruiting's grueling. 
Yeah. And then the the pay for play stuff. They're having to relearn all this. I mean, come on. It's a lot. At his so, age, I don't know if I would even want to use a phone and use the internet. Right. So not. can he? I don't. Know. I probably so. can't. Um, but this Sunday is Selection Sunday. Yes. Um, we do plan next week to talk about some of our brackets. Um, so not we won't talk. We won't like go down every single pick or whatever. That would be literally the all we would do in the episode. But we'll yeah. talk about several. Um, some of our some of our maybe our sleeper picks. Some of the things that we think will be real obvious. I'm assuming we're all going to have one bracket that um, we're going to. Th- oh yeah, we'll each have a bracket. Yeah. Um, we'll put something on the line. I don't know what it'll be, but. Um, Somebody like, will say that, like, you know, if Corey comes in last place, he can't mention Indy Indiana sport for at least two episodes. There you go. Um, That's which, tough. That would, I can't even imagine. What are you going to talk about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, but like, I, I, I personally really enjoy the bracket. I think NCAA, the NCAA tournament might be the greatest playoff like event yeah. in all of sports. I love it. Um, Cause it's, it allows everybody, like if you make a good run, you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it allows for, um, who beat, who beat Kentucky? Was it Kentucky last year? St. Pete. St. Pete. It allows them. Loyal Chicago beat Virginia. The yeah. one C goes down, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, get this 103 year old fan. What's, what's her name? I can't remember oh, her yeah. name. She's the one that drank a lot of Dr. Pepper. Is that her? <laughs> I don't know, but they got these super, you get these super fans and these stories behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it lets your families get involved in doing picks together. Yeah. And you got kids picking because of mascots and yeah, which is, I cool. mean, Thank- you know, we did a we did a, a pool for the office mm-hmm. last year, and um, I think would Damon win that? Yeah, I think so. He, our he secretary's husband won that, but and, and he, he did, did it based off like color and mascots. Yeah, and um, and he won. So, you know, they have dolphins, and I really like dolphins. Yeah, I'm a big dolphin <laughs> guy, and they were purple. Yeah, <laughs> I will say whatever Damon's got going on, he did that in our um, fantasy football, <laughs> and he peeled it too, which so. is which is crazy. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, well, fantasy football, we're gonna draft this week. Um, fantasy football? We're not going to draft fantasy football, <laughs> but we do drafting in fantasy football, and we're going to do oh. a draft. We didn't do it two weeks ago. We did a start bench cut. I got real excited. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. We're not there yet. We'll do all. We haven't had know, the draft yet. <laughs> Fifty of those drafts beforehand. Um, but yeah, so this week we're going to do sports movies. Um, all right, and um, I'm excited about it. I didn't realize how many sports movies I have seen until I started writing these down. And every got, movie you ever watch is sports. I got movie. like forty, in like currently written down, which is nuts. Jeez. Yeah, I did some research and like looked at top thirty, top one fifty. Rotten Tomatoes has a list. Yeah. You have all these different sources. No one really has the same number one, no, even the not. top ten. It's right. very subjective. Yes. And so, um, you know, I I, I picked ones that I I've seen, mm-hmm. and ones that I, that mean something to me more than what they mean to everyone else. I kind of do the same thing. Well, I mean, the reality is I'm still looking at my list trying to figure out where, where do you like, go, what I'm going to pick and how yeah. I'm going to do it. Um, I I mean, so we decided beforehand that I that I'm going first. Yeah, that I get the first pick, which is a lot of pressure because it's a sports movie. All right, you know, Corey, you can go first if you want. We already know what you're picking. So I didn't even write it down on my list. Yeah, who's um, your pick? I right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah, uh, so I I'll go first, and this is this might be the only like, of course pick that I'll have, and it's gonna be Sandlot. Yeah, going to do man. You're killing me, Smalls. And that is off my list. I think, Man. Um, 
the Sandlot, I mean, I watched that, I couldn't tell you how many times as a kid. Yeah. And how many times I still watch it when baseball season starts or, you know, I mean, is Doesn't matter what time of year it is. It's classic all the time. I mean, but specifically, I remember as a kid, Wendy Peppercorn, man. Yeah. My kids referenced that over spring break. It's good. Because we were Wendy's and then Harrison said Wendy Peppercorn. Like, my kids love it. Yes. Um, I almost got in trouble as a guidance counselor week. I was able to show a movie at the end of the year, and I was like, Sandlot. And I didn't realize it had a few words in it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you watch these on um, on the regular TV mm-hmm. when you're yeah. Kid, and you uh, so some of my picks, I'm gonna go ahead and preface. Some of my picks are the TV version that I didn't realize were as bad as they were until I watched the regular non-TV version. Yeah. Also, before we do the rest of this, I want to give a quick shout out to um, a couple things. One, Ted Lasso, fantastic sports. TV you can't show. Do that. What if that's on my list? It can't be on your list because a TV show. You're gonna get xed. Uh, but then you're just also dropping like all your top picks just to I, get them out. I'm assuming no one's picking a Disney Channel. Well, hey, hey, hold up. Oh, oh, okay, all right, all right. My wife is at a Disney. Uh, it's Disney right now, yeah, man. All right. Well, anyway, that's my first pick. Sandlot, Corey. It's, hey, can I give a quick my favorite scene from Sandlot? Fourth uh, of yeah. July, the fireworks oh, are going off. I was thinking the same thing. They're running through the neighborhood, going to play. Yeah. And um, what is it? Porter grabs a hot dog off the table, and it's just—I mean, man, I loved baseball as a kid. I lived yeah. at the baseball diamond. That 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 movie was great, but it means something to me, and yeah. I, I just I love it. It was—it's kind of my favorite. Sorry that I ripped that off your all's list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> all right, uh, my first pick is Hoosiers. Oh, look at that. Yeah, because you, come on, the, it has did to you be, hear the surprise right. in the room? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, can you make a, you make a cricket sound on here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Gene Hackman, great. Um, it's a great movie for me. Um, where Sandlot means meant something to me because that's I I feel that movie as a kid and yeah. as an adult. It really brings back, um, you know, it's a it's sort of a brings me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. Hoosiers brings me back to just everything about who I am. Yeah, I mean, it's the cornfields, it's the small schools, it's before class basketball took over, and they right. they divided schools by by the number. So, um, you know, you had the David Goliath story. You could still go and get in the gym. You can. We still talk about the picket fence. Yeah. You know, you still make Jimmy Chitwood references. I mean, I remember my brother Kyle um, in college. We had club jerseys and his jersey said Chitwood on the back and I mean, that's just, cool that's really cool, I mean actually. and when you're from Indiana it means more basketball does um yeah. in fact I was in the gym this is last year I've been in the gym in a while so shocker yeah I'm sorry I haven't, haven't been from invited lack of being invited basketball but I was just shooting and um one of the guys was like hey did you play college somewhere and I was like that's flattering but no right <laughs> middle school basketball was my peak but just at Indiana from Indiana it's different because Man, we we played in the driveway, we played in the in the barn, we played in the basement. We had goals everywhere for every season and every time. So Hoosiers just man, yeah. Did you guys want to play with the uh, the headlights of a parent's vehicle just yes. to get that extra time? Yes, yes, all the time. And Hoosiers, I wanted, and I the only regret about my wedding was that I didn't use some of the Hoosier soundtrack. Yeah, because the soundtrack is amazing. The soundtrack is incredible. <laughs> it is. That's the most Indiana thing. If you've ever you said, want to slick, have a really cool <laughs> moment in your wedding as a sports fan, use the Indiana. I was the Hoosier wh- soundtrack in your wedding. I was wondering where you're going with my only regret for my wedding. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll use it in my funeral instead. There, How there about that? There we go. So, all right, J- James, you're up. This is a tough one, man. Like I'm like nervous for these picks. Yeah, it There's is. Like so I feel <laughs> the same way. <laughs> my palms are sweating. <laughs> 
spaghetti eight mile. <laughs> on your that, that's not a sports movie. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna stick to the uh, the childhood movie as well, and I'm gonna go with Mighty Ducks. Golly, no way, dude. Wait, <laughs> yes, it's a, wait. No, but hold on. I'm not gonna pick. I, I'm not gonna pick a specific one. <sighs> I can't. That we're not we're not dialing in that much. No. All right. Dang it. All right. Fine. You got 40 on your list. Quit yeah. whining. Take it off. <laughs> Shoot. Go ahead. I love that yeah. movie. Dude, it, that movie's just a classic. So good. I, I never even played stuff. hockey, but I remember like when that came out younger, like we all like a bunch of buddies went out and got like little like roller, I don't know what they're called, roller balls and sticks oh, yeah. in, the, in the street. And mm-hmm. dude, that was good stuff. Yeah. D2. The knuckle puck. The knuckle, D2, the Mighty Ducks. Might be the only movie that I actually think the second one's better than the first one. Oh, I've got mm-hmm. uh, I've got a fourth one yeah. on one of these that I think's better. They than actually the have the, the Disney three. series out now, which actually is not that bad. Yeah, it really isn't that bad. Yeah. Lauren and I got yeah. really into that. Yeah. It was a good one. The Flying V, baby. Man, the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks so solid. Emilio, man, killing it. There's some solid sports movies in the '80s Gordon and '90s. Bombay. Some Disney movies, yes. Little Giants. There's some. Mm-hmm. There's some ones. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. You got two in a row. You get two in a row, oh, man. Oh, yeah, oh. we're not going to forget the snake this time. Get it. Um, let's go with... This might be a shocker. I'm going to go with A League of Their Own. No way. Oh, I cannot believe that's gone off my list. That's Dude. such a good pick. Yeah, I had to get that out there early. It's such a good movie. Such a good pick. I had to claim that. It's, <laughs> it's because... Wow. It's a great pick. It's I can't even be mad. It's a very good pick. It is a very good movie. Such a good Tom movie. Tom Hanks in the uh, the sports role, and Man. I mean... Solid. He did. It was, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it other than just being a great movie. I mean, Tom Hanks is my favorite actor of all time. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, the greatest actor of all time. And yeah, that is a... That's I cannot. Bl- I was going to save that. That was gonna be like my fourth. Was pick. that the one you were talking about earlier? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of them. I have a couple. Well, like one of them, I was like, no, nobody's picking a league of their own. Dude. No. Wow. Well, I used to watch that movie all the time. Incorrect. I watched it like a month ago. Yeah, still good. Man. All right. Well, Corey, go ahead. Just keep ruining my day. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll give you all a break. I don't know if this will be on your list. I didn't think of it as a sports movie, but The Karate Kid. That's a good one. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, yeah, I'll give it to you. Maybe it's a mixed martial, martial arts. arts. Martial yeah. arts. It, yeah. I mean, it's a tournament. Yeah, no, it is um, for sure. I will, I'll have a question for you guys. You're talking about the one with so, Jaden, right? No, no, <laughs> no, no, sorry, and not the one with the, what was the the lady that did the no, they had, uh, had a they had a female um, Julie Julia something karate or, kid I yeah. can't remember um, anyways wow <laughs> you league of your own I thought you would the, get that one the bad one <laughs> um, the karate kid um, is Ralph Macchio or Pat or um, or Pat Morita so is that Daniel Larusso or Mr Miyagi, Miyagi which one's the better character I think Miyagi is. He's the most believable like mentor I've ever seen on TV. Okay, but say, well, I don't know, man. You say you put another kid in there, like if he if he's not a Danielson, then like Mr. Miyagi's nothing, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, fair. It's interesting because that fair. I think that's what made it great. Yeah, it was like there's something about Mr. Miyagi that made it. I mean, awesome, I appreciate how Daniel to learn how to so trim a bonsai yeah. tree. You know, right. but I mean, I don't know. It's just I love that movie. So Karate Kid, the the original. The, there were a bunch of them, but the original for me. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I like can't believe this is still on the list. Um, I'm gonna go remember the Titans. Yeah, classic. Um, I just didn't expect to be able to have that as a pick, but I'm gonna take it because yeah. it's really good. Yeah, good pick. Um, yeah, I mean that's one of those like it felt like an obvious. I'm gonna write that down because I feel like I I should. I also watch it a bunch. It's a good movie. Um and then it also had a great meaning. 
Yes, more than sure. just football. Right. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, and then my third pick, uh, I'm going to go with, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to throw one out there that I have watched a whole bunch that I think maybe doesn't even hit some lists, but dodgeball. Oh. Um, <laughs> you can dodge I, a wrench, you can dodge a ball. I, there love, you go. I love that movie. It is so funny. Um, ben Stiller kills it uh, with his, his <laughs> Cobras. And right. I mean, and then Vince Vaughn is just your the most average Joe character of all time, which makes so much sense. That cast was incredible. They did such a good job. Um, rip to the guy that was in the wheelchair. I can't remember his name. Um, he died in the movie and also in real life. Oh, <laughs> um, but I can't. I should probably have done We're some sorry. research on that. But that movie is a classic. Like. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Like, like, like I think it's relevant for you at this point in your life because dodgeball is a real sport for a youth minister. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it is. I mean, we and did... Nothing greater than destroying James and my sons with, um, with a I will uh, say we did a, a 1v1 during the last lock-in. Yeah. And James, your son, went up against, like, a kid in college. He looked like he's, like, 6'9". Yeah, I saw and, the video and, of it. And, and your son ended up winning. Yeah. Um, and like the whole, I mean, there's a video of it and it was, it was hype. Everybody like, we like That's picked awesome. him up in the air. It was so cool. I remember the first time I met Ashley and Nicole Holt. Ashley Holt was one of our um, members here at Bayside yeah. and then in, in Indiana as well. Um, life, lifelong friends of, of, of both of us, right? Yeah. When the first time I saw their kids, um, Trevor, Ryan, and Jordan, was at um, Youth in Action, and we were yeah. they'd rented a, a gym, and we were playing dodgeball, and they had just they were checking out Northside as a possible landing spot, and those three kids destroyed everyone, and I was I, I was drooling, it. I was like I need these kids in my youth group. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was amazing. I believe it. It's definitely to be to be top in a youth group, you have to pass the dodgeball eye test. Yes, and they were they were awesome. I would agree with that statement. Um, was that your tune? That was two. Corey, your Man, third you pick. Dodgeball. I think. Talladega Nights is another one of those fun ones. I'm not. That's not my third pick, but that could have been my fourth pick. Well, You're throwing things you out there like people don't have them written down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, my third pick is Rudy. No way, Rudy, baby. That's a great pick. It is. I mean, it, it is and not just, just Indiana. It's a good. Like a I'm good not pick. a huge Notre Dame fan necessarily, right? Um, but Notre Dame is a big deal in Indiana. But you know, the, the underdog. You're living the dream. I remember. If it was basketball, trying to take the last shot and, and be the hero. And if it was football, if it was baseball, I was trying to full count, hit the home run in the World Series. And so um, Rudy Rudy caught all those emotions for me. It's just a, it's just a great movie, man. Sean Astin is also a great actor. He is. Like, I mean. Very diverse. Yeah, way. Like, I actually, most people know him as Rudy and not even necessarily as Samwise Gamgee. And then we're talking about Stranger Things. And even Stranger Most people Things. know him for Stranger Things and not even Rudy. That's nuts. That's so unfortunate. It is. We're getting old. Yeah, we are. But Rudy. 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 Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Classic. James? Um, let's go with let's see here. Um mm. I'm gonna go with the Bad News Bears. Whoa, that's a good one. I'm it going is. heavy baseball. Bad news bears I think is a solid one. Backside of this draft, I'm gonna have to uh, switch it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's you know um, 
I guess you got to find a uh, a clean version because it's not the right. Yeah, it's not the. Uh, the eighties will do that to you. Eighties and nineties. Yeah, you get a PG, you. PG thirteen. You think, oh, that's okay. That's, that's R. R that's now. rated R now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you cannot. You cannot watch movies anymore without getting caught off so guard. I, I, I'm not going to reference too much from that movie, but that's my pick. Good call. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. It's a great pick. Um, you get back to back. We're gonna go with um, the endless summer. It's my jam. Here you go. Yeah. Surfing movie for everyone that, who doesn't know. Oh, if you don't know, then you should just turn <laughs> this off. No, <laughs> no, it's like every surfer's dream, you know, just the uh, traveling around the world looking for surf spots. And yeah. I mean, it's an old movie, but it's that's a it's a classic. We had two movie posters from that movie that um, the Sauls gave us when we were here before. And it's a very nice poster. Yeah, too. they were cool. Yeah. We had, had them downstairs, and someone's like, "Have you seen those movies?" And I was like, "Yeah, a little bit," but they're like, <laughs> "A little oh. bit," <laughs> which means no. But I'm not gonna. Yeah. I've seen some clips on YouTube. Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I've seen the yeah. All right, so is it my fourth pick? It is your fourth. Pick. All right, I'm doing a fourth pick montage because I'm making the rules here. Yeah. Okay. This is. T- I'm gonna. So move. you're going four picking four picks you're on your fourth pick. Four on four. Yeah, get one. So if if any of these are on your list, stop me. I'm gonna give my fourth pick. Okay. Um, ooh, Tin Cup. Oh, it's yeah. on my list. Yep. Tin Cup. So that's my fourth pick. Okay. okay. Right. Do you have any other Kevin Costner movies? Yes. Okay. Dang it. All right. <laughs> tin that Cup. Was, I that love was the most cup. serious face ever. Yes, I, I do. Of course, of I, course I do. I have four <laughs> Kevin Costner movies. I wanted those four to be at the same time. I'm not going to pick a Kevin Costner movie. Are you going to pick a Kevin Costner movie? All right. So I've go got ahead. Tin Cup as my fourth pick. Okay. And then below that, for love of the game, yeah. where he pitches a perfect game. I love that movie because he it's sort of in the mind of mm-hmm. of the athlete yeah. who's in the zone, right? So like all the fans shut down, you can't hear anything and he's just yeah. it's just a really cool um display for that movie. Uh, Field of Dreams. Yep. If you yeah. build it, they will come. Like that was really hard for me to keep off my that, list by the way. And I love what Major League Baseball's done with their yeah, Field of Dreams game. Yes. Made the field, yeah. Yes. So that's that's amazing. And then Bull Durham, it's not I'm not a huge fan of that one. Yeah. But Kevin Costner has been in some great movies. They're yeah. on all those lists. But Tin Cup is my favorite of those four. Yeah. Um I like it it reminds me of my golf game. Yeah. Like I could hit a golf ball just as good with a shovel as I can with my driver, yeah. and that's not saying much. And so um, it's that say, underdog so what, story. You should have a golf was, movie? Are you that good? Yeah. And it's one you could watch with your wife, and I think it's kind of a love story, too. You get that little so lovey-dovey action yeah. in there, yeah. Yeah. Ten cup. All right. So now I have two picks. Um, you can use, like, four sub-picks in there. And no, I see. I don't. Yeah, I can't. I Okay. Um, Man, I could, like, pick a bunch of mm. Adam Sandler movies. Um, but those might be on your all's list, so I won't do that. Um, unless you guys don't have an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, I do. All right. Um, all right. I'm gonna go. It's grown ups now. I'm gonna go with Miracle. Okay. Um, Miracle is another one of those, but also <laughs> didn't think it was gonna be available at four. Um, Way to waste a pick. I haven't movie. actually seen the whole movie. That's outrageous. Are you American? No, but I'm not a hockey. I fan. haven't either. That's. I mean, listen. I'm not the biggest hockey fan, but that movie is super good. Like for real, it's a great movie. Maybe I need to give him another shot. You should. Okay. It's. Um. It honestly is. It's a. It's a great movie. It's like. It makes me feel patriotic. Like I'm ready to. You know, like, save an eagle or something. My son driving a mini bike through my backyard, wearing. You know, camo that makes yeah. me feel patriotic. Um, <laughs> does he wear a tank top when he doesn't? No, not yet. Mm. So, man, I this is really difficult to only have five. Um, but uh, <clears throat> these are all movies that I've watched a bunch, mm-hmm. and so 
this last pick is one that I don't think you guys, I don't even know if you guys have seen this movie, but it's called Warrior. Um, I saw it on the list. It is There's a one I haven't seen. Um, it's about it's about UFC. It's a UFC ish. It's MMA stuff basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. um, the it has um, Tom Hart. Is it Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy's in it. Um, Tom Hardy. He was Ed Hardy. No, not the not the shirt guy. Tom Hardy, the guy, the, the actor. jeans. He was Bane. <laughs> he was he was Bane in the Dark Knight series. Uh, sorry. Know. Anyway, um, call in if you know who Tom Hardy is. Yes. No, a message from our sponsors. <laughs> anyway, um, no, great movie. Uh, there's, it's basically it ends up being about two brothers who had very different lives who end up getting into this tournament, and um, it's a, it's, it's actually a really, really good movie. Um, check it out if you haven't. I've seen it. I, I've seen it a bunch. Um, it really is like you don't even have to be into fighting to yeah. like enjoy the movie. Um, it's super, super good. They did a really great job. Man, I'm not gonna. So I'm hoping I'm not gonna ruin this. But when you start talking about sport, the fighting, blood sport. Oh yeah, yeah. is that oh. on y'all's list or no? no? No, that is a that's a very good movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Enter oh. the Dragon. Man, there's some there's good. some great. Yeah, like leaving. But I chose Karate Kid. Leaving, <laughs> leaving like Rocky off this list was tough. Well, that's that's why um, I still have a pick left. Yeah. And I've got some. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a Rocky movie. I'm taking Rocky Four. Wow. Rocky Four is a good movie. Um, Dolph Lundgren, it's the the Russian, right? Yeah. It's just, if he dies, he dies. Like we watched, we watched Rocky one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. and six over spring break <laughs> while we were in Outer Banks. We just kept because um, somebody left their Paramount Plus logged into the, com- nice. the TV, which was nice. Heck yes. <laughs> and we just kept watching. My Grayson loves Rocky movies, but but um, Rocky Four when he when he does the. The training montage in Russia mm-hmm. is um, is a big deal. Surprised they let you stream that these days with the uh, the Russian take there. I love it. Um, so James, right, James, wrap it up. This might be a surprise, but I'm going to go with Hustle. That's on my list. The it's a great Adam movie, Sand- dude. It's new, so it doesn't have the whole the time of you right. know. But that is it's a good movie. I think it. I don't know. It's just like the new. Uh, you get to see the the NBA guys from the current times. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it, Corey? No. You haven't seen I saw it, I saw it listed, but it's worth it. Other than uh, Queen Latifah being his wife, which kind of threw me off, <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> that was odd. They didn't do that one. The right. movie, it's a good. It is a good movie. Yes. So, can we talk about a couple of? Yes, there are a few quick. that I want to mention. All right, go ahead. Um, personally, some of the ones that were really difficult, I think, were like Major League. Yeah. Um, well, so, well, I think we talked about it earlier. There's so many good baseball movies. Yes. Moneyball is great. Moneyball, yes. Moneyball is a rough one. Hardball so, is a good one too. But Moneyball really gives you a vision of what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. In um in the office, the front office, and the numbers behind it. And that was a great sort of eye opener to what baseball is really about. Yes. Um, well, and then there's you know you got Happy Gilmore, Waterboy, Caddyshack, Caddyshack. White, um, man, white man can't jump. Yes. Cool Friday, runnings. Um, cool cool runnings. Uh, you got um, the longest yard. The replacements. Space Jam didn't make a list, and I'm kind of upset. Any given Sunday. The original Maybe. Space Jam. Yeah, the original. Angels you know why the, the original? Because because uh, Michael Jordan is the goat. No. You know um, I, I thought about Space <laughs> Jam, but it was Bill animated, it. so I was like, I'm not going to do that. Right. Um, Angels Murray's in, in the that outfield. too. Yeah, you're right. Angels in the Outfield was probably the movie oh, that I watched yeah. growing I think up. The rookie's cool. The, the, the coach yeah. that uh, ends up going to the big leagues. I've got two. The Natural. I watched that. Yeah. Robert Redford. I watched that as a kid. I mean, the tree gets struck by lightning. He 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 makes a bat from the tree, and then he yeah. becomes like. 
I mean, I love that movie. One one movie we watched in college a lot. I had two roommates who were both weightlifters. Yeah, pumping iron. If you haven't seen it, is that the Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It's it's really funny to watch, but it's his uh, Mr. Olympia training, and it's yeah. Lou Ferrigno and all these other guys that are in there, and it's really. It's almost like a documentary, yeah. and it's really crazy to watch. The, the, the culture of that weightlifting as a sport yeah. kind of blew my mind, but the, yeah, right. my, both my roommates, um, they both watched that at different times, and they would all get pumped up to go work out, and I was just kind of like weirdly an innocent bystander in that scenario. <laughs> right. But, uh, but I appreciate it. it all right, a, I'm going to talk about it now. You guys <laughs> um, it's a cult classic. Before some people lose their minds letting us know that we miss some like we know like coach carter is sitting on my list glory road oh, yeah. 42 um you know kicking and screaming which i think is a hilarious oh, that's i forgot a, about that one the greatest game ever played the legend of bagger vance yes. like these rookie these, of the year rookie of the year yeah. is a phenomenal one rowan godna like mike semi-pro like i mean like there's there's a whole bunch <laughs> like, yeah. air bud like yeah listen <laughs> the whole the whole franchise we could have done like we could have each done 10 probably we could five. do top we five, five episodes sports movies guys. that main character is an animal yeah <laughs> 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 yeah um so i i don't know i this one this one was the easiest list to like as far as how many I could put down, the hardest list to put together. I'll say what I appreciate about this top five is I didn't have to think too much about you know greatest player or yeah. greatest. I mean, th- I didn't have to think about stats necessarily. And because everyone's lists are so diverse on online, also not even just ours. Yeah. That um, hopefully people get excited about it. Rick Leach, tell me what your favorite sports movies are. I know you're going to critique this one. For sure. Um, I want to hear those. And you know what? I want to watch some of those at camp together. So yes. if we can get one one movie that we missed that you can educate us on, we are asking for it. That's going to be a good one. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, I was glad to be back. It was, nice. Absolutely. it was nice to record again. I appreciate hanging out. Yeah. Like talking sports is always enjoyable. Roman, so. good to have you back in town, man. Yeah, it's great to be back in town. Life is not always easy, but... Um, but hopefully this sports podcast brightens people's day. Yeah, that's yeah. the plan. Well, all right. Hey, thanks for uh, hanging out with us, uh, and uh, hope that you do it again with us next week. You guys have a good one.